0: and I want to show your family how to do it, too. Hey, everyone, and welcome back to the family's fly free podcast. I am super excited for today's special guest. Her name is Corinne Crabtree. And Corinne is a super successful entrepreneur whom I've been following for many years now, watching her growth and just listening to her business advice and many different venues uh, Corinne, I think, is best known for her no BS um, weight loss program, where she teaches women how to lose weight and keep it off and focusing not just on the body, but on the mental and mind side of things and the reason why they might be overeating in the first place. So um, more recently, though, she started the no BS business women's membership, which I'm currently a part of and where she shares her tactics and strategies for Successfully growing her own businesses um, with other women business owners, and I do believe she recently purchased a restaurant as well. So she's an entrepreneur. (laughs) We own a sports bar too. (laughs) So welcome, Corinne, and uh, please
1: feel free to correct or add to anything I just said there. No, Hmm. you got it all right. I've been in business about fifteen years, so I've been around the block. And before that, I, my husband and I collectively had over 30 years probably more like 40 years of restaurant industry experience so that was the reason why we recently purchased a sports bar was not because we're like oh restaurants are easy it's like oh we know how they are and we can do a good job (laughs) so we bought our date night spot so that uh you know we could just keep it the restaurant itself means a lot to us our marriage means a lot to us and this is like a joint project for both of us so it's fun yeah how's it going so far it's going great. Um, we're loving it. Uh, we're we rarely have to be there. We have a one reason why we bought it was the staff was so amazing. They had a um about a five year tenure on average, which is pretty unprecedented in the restaurant industry, especially in a small town. But if it hadn't have been for them, we probably wouldn't have bought it. So um, we are very much the kind of people that like we really honor like team and um. Good customer service and, things. and that's one of the reasons why I love Southwest is it reminds me of our little yep. restaurant, you really feel like you're at a um, like you're part of the family they don't treat you like another customer, and I just think that's really important so.
0: So yeah so let's start there so um, I wanted to have Corinne on for many reasons but um, she has much wisdom to share but I know she enjoys traveling. And I know she's a fan of Southwest as she just alluded to. So speaking of good customer service, right? For sure they have it. Um, But so I'd love to get your take on on why you still choose even to fly Southwest Airlines.
1: Well, number one, I like, you know, I run three very successful businesses. I could be flying the the first class if I really wanted to and other airlines. And I have done that. And Mm -hmm. I never, like, I'm always like, what is the big deal? Like other than legroom <laughs> I just like it never beats Southwest. Like I'm always just joking with my friends. I'm like, number one, if you go to Southwest, if they're late, they almost always can make up time. And time to me is my most valuable mm. asset. Like I want to be where I'm supposed to be. I don't want to be sitting around in an airport and it's over. And I, gosh, in a given year, I probably fly at least 20 to 25 times. Wow at least some years more than that. And the majority of it has been on Southwest. And I can count on two hands, how many flights I have had that have been um, severely delayed, or there have been, you know, any like any of the big problems that you hear about nowadays, right? So I love that they're usually if they're not on time, they will make time up in the air. And they're really good about that. I like that fast turnover. Like when I get someplace, I just want to get off the plane. I don't need to sit there forever. I like that they're fast and speedy. Um, I also just, I don't know, I like their comical attitude about things. Um, It's nice to have a little levity when you're in the air. And then the last, like probably my favorite part that um, my friends do tease me is um, I always buy business class. So I am almost always a one now, which means you're the general. That's hard to do, man. Yes. And I and I feel like. I don't know, spit on when I'm like three, I'm like, how did someone beat me to A1? But I have snapped my picture many a time. I tease my friends all the time that when I come into the plane, I'm like, the general has arrived. <laughs> and I do it like every time. It's hilarious. And I usually grab a selfie and I send it to my best friends and I'm like, general's in the house again. <laughs> yes, who's A1? Exactly. So anyway, I just love them, though. And it's uh, I've just flown with them forever. And, you know, how humans are, we get really comfortable with something. I've just never had another airline do any better than what Southwest does for me. Yeah,
0: I mean, I love their service. I mean, and of course, we talk about flying Southwest a lot because they're the best airline if you want to fly for free using points. But beyond that, there are so many other great reasons to fly them. And I'm, mm-hmm. I have like I've flown airlines that I will not fly again. You couldn't pay me to fly them because they have been rude one too many times, you know, not exactly. just not nice, flat out rude. Um, whereas Southwest, I mean, 99.9% of the time. Yeah. They're helpful. They, if they do something wrong, they try to make up for it. Um, yeah, and they certainly have a different flavor and attitude than than you get on most other airlines.
1: Um, One other thing I do do like about them being uh in Nashville is they're one of the few that have direct flights to most of the cities I want to go to. So if it's, if I, you know, I will take direct and a middle seat over taking, um, you know, two flights in a first class seat and it taking so much more of my time. I mean, I think when it comes down to Southwest, the number one thing for me is they respect my time so much. Like just in the things that they do, I feel like my time is respected and I respect my time. And so for me, that is a huge value add that they have. So do you have any elite status with Southwest? I I don't know. Like, I know this sounds terrible, but I don't keep up with all that stuff. Like my assistant does, but I do know I always have a companion pass. My husband qualifies for companion pass every year. Um, we use a lot, like, so we use the Southwest credit cards. So we, you know, we end up racking up some points there. We, we're like really gaming the American express and the Southwest cards, the only two cards we own because they have the best point system in our, in our mind. Um, what other things do I need? <laughs> well, there's A list and A list preferred. Um, I'm usually the A list, I guess yeah. preferred. Is that the one? Because I fly That's so much and I goal. always buy business class because I want A one. Like that means a lot to me.
0: Yeah. Well, so for some reason, I, they gave me a promotional A list preferred this year. I still don't know why. I'm happily will take it. But so now I'm always A 16 because you get checked in behind the business class people. Yes. So I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, I'm A16, right? You know,
1: exactly. Um, you're general you're-
0: number two. <laughs> <laughs> second best to A1. Um, so you know, just in terms of that whole like, you know, a lot of people complain that they don't get to know their seat in advance. And 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 it turns out that the way Southwest boards is actually the fastest way to board a plane. And we have flown Delta and American this summer um, on a couple of trips. And oh my gosh, it takes them so much longer. <laughs> Yes, and it's really true. But do you mind this? You're a one. But, um, you know, the no assigned seating thing and or no. that business class doesn't really have anything mm-hmm. extra special to it. You know,
1: no. The only reason why I like we do business class is just literally so we can like my husband and I, we travel together a lot and we work on the plane. So like for me, I love a good work session on the plane. Um, Mm -hmm. Most people don't even realize that when you get to higher altitudes, it actually opens up your creative juices. And so you're more productive up there. Mm -hmm. So we maximize it. And I want to sit down as quickly as I can fire up. Like I always have like a little list of things that I can get done before the plane takes off. And then I have like, this is the deep work that we're going to get into. So I've like primed my pump, taken a small break, and then I'm ready to just go once I get to those higher altitudes. Um, so, I don't mind it. And I always sit in the middle. So, I'm like one of those people who, you know, if I'm traveling with my husband, he will not sit in the middle. I mean, well, let's put it this like he would, but he would be more miserable than I would. So, right. I always sit in the middle. So, it doesn't even matter to me. If I was the dead last person, it just about whatever seat you give me is going to be fine, <laughs> you know.
0: Well, and I think, you know, talking about like flying first class in another airline or yeah, having to sit in the middle seat for a flight, um, you know, when you're, it's more about where you're going and less about how you're getting there, don't you think? So, So, yeah. And if you're just going to be, yeah, sitting there working or whatever, anyway, um, I I always say I'll hang on the back of the plane, especially if I'm flying for free, but I don't care.
1: Exactly.
0: (laughs) I just want to go to as many places I can go to, but, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I too work really well on a plane, but I, i never heard that about being at high altitudes makes a difference, but I always felt like it's because I'm literally can't be distracted. There's no laundry. I can't go do laundry. Even if I wanted my kids can't ask me, you know, <laughs> there's just well, yeah. it's like a focused zone And I have two, I can really get a lot done. Well, there's
1: like several things that are playing to your advantage when you're on a plane for anybody that's going to want to work on the plane. It's one is the high altitude will definitely clear your brain space. Um, I try to stay off the Wi-Fi because if I stay off the Wi-Fi, then I am forced to only work on things that I can't be interrupted in. Like I can't just go down a Facebook hole and I can't, you know, you just can't easily get distracted. And -hmm. then the time compression. So brains work really good with deadlines. Right. And so like, if, you know, like you, like I'm going to do this and I really want to try to get done before we land, then you're like, your brain has all these three, like these three big things that it's hitting on, which is just like a great productivity. I just find I can get so much done on the plane. I'm always shocked. I'm like, man, if I would just work like this when I'm at home, it'd be amazing. <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's really good. I didn't, hadn't thought of or knew any of that, but, um, I just knew I worked well, but that all makes total sense the way you're explaining it. Um, so do you ever, you said you, you know, use the Southwest card and you have companion pass.
1: And so do you guys book and point sometimes? Sometimes. Yes. Um, I know my, my assistant, she pretty much handles all of it, but like I, so next year what we're going to, we haven't exactly been too smart on this. So, This year, my brother is my companion in the event we wanted to go see my mom, which we never did. (laughs) Like my mom just started coming back up to Nashville to visit us. She lives in Florida. And then my son is my husband's companion. So that if we ever go, like the three of us go somewhere and then my son is probably gonna fly with him more often than he would be with me. So next year we are going to kind of rejig things just a little bit. We're thinking about me flying free with my husband, cause I have plenty of solo business travel and then putting, um, Logan on me and then just paying for him if or use points or something, if, uh, if they're going to go somewhere, my, my son doesn't travel hardly at all, like maybe once or twice a year. So it's not that big a deal for us, but mm-hmm. God, like if, if I was traveling for free with Chris, I'd be a, you know, that would yeah. be a biggie. <laughs> yeah.
0: And you know, you can change companions too. Really? You can change them three times a year. Oh my gosh, I should change that. And then I'm
1: going to learn a lot on this podcast. (laughs) So keep
0: that in mind. You have to have all flights like finished with your current companion before you can switch it. But you can switch it three times a year. So that's kind of cool because, yeah, you can bring your friend one time, your mom, one time, your husband, you know, I love oh, that. That's
1: Amazing. Well, I'm mm-hmm. definitely going to look into that because it would be kind of cool to switch off my brother and just have Chris fly with me the rest of the year. Cause I still have trips where he's not going for the He doesn't tra- He only travels on vacation with me. Now we vacation a lot, but, um, that's the only time he's hardly, he only takes like one business trip a year. Whereas I take at least 10 a year. So mm-hmm. yeah. And then he can just come along for free. Yeah, he can just keep on freeloading. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, we love the Southwest companion pass. It's such a great deal. So. Um, so do you have any tips about flying Southwest? I mean, we've kind of talked about the working on the plane, um, that you've learned over the years, or even just travel in general, you know?
1: Um, I think the big one for traveling for me is just to bring snacks. I am like, well, there's two. So bring snacks. Cause you never know where you're going to get stuck in an airport or you're never going to, you're, you're going to get like, I don't know, you have to miss a meal and then you're hungry. And I don't, I mean, I just don't like the little snacks that they bring on the airplane. I tend to like, like having like a more substantial thing. So I always bring, if you ever open my backpack, it looks like we're having a picnic at some point. So I like to have my emergency stash just in case. Yeah. The other one is like, and this is probably nothing new, but a battery backup, not just a tr- like not just something to plug into a wall. Um, I had one trip this was years ago on Southwest and I got stuck in Las Vegas for 11 hours. Mm. And I was fortunate that it was the day this was years ago when all their computer systems had shut down. yep and then I got hung in Vegas. I was on my way back from California and I was never so grateful to myself as to have a high quality battery because that you had to fight for a plug in the airport, like like Mm -hmm. it was, you know, hunger games time for (laughs) plugs. And I had had this juicy battery backup thing that my husband had gotten me at the time. I forget how much it does, but now the new ones that we travel with, they have like 10 hours of charge life in them. So you can charge your laptop, you can charge your phone, everything, and it will last up to 10 hours of just juice. So I am like, you know, if you're going to be traveling, I would always have a way to have power and I'd always probably have a snack and then like a portable toothbrush. My friend, um, my best friend, she just recently, she was leaving Nashville, flying back home and there was like bad weather that canceled a bunch of flights and she got stuck in Houston, without a toothbrush, without a charger, she did have snacks. She was very grateful for them, (laughs) but she was, I just told her, I said, we're going to make you a packing list of everything you have to have when you go on the plane, (laughs) no more getting stuck like this. But that's probably, I mean, other than that, I just think Southwest takes such good care of you, you know, that you just don't need a lot. One thing we do that's not cheap, but we ship our bags ahead of time when we're on vacation So we do that um, as a trend starting with all the lost luggage and it's a great trend. So we pack and then we ship them and then we have the hotel that we're staying at. Usually like not all hotels will do it, but our hotel will in Vegas, they will ship them back to you. So you never have to deal with your bags. You don't have to, because a lot of times now at airports, the luggage carousels, this is going to add like another hour to your trip. I mean, we had just gotten to where because that's not a Southwest issue. That's like an airport issue where they're so um, understaffed right now. We have waited an hour and a half before on bags. Like the wait times, you just never know when it's going to happen. So we've just, we started shipping our bags a year ago and we've never looked back. <laughs> like, And even my mother does it because she doesn't get around good. And so it's really helpful for her because, one of the hardest things about traveling for her in her um, late sixties with like, you know, bad feet, bad knees, is wagging that suitcase around. So we just Mm -hmm. said, Hey, start shipping your bags here and we'll ship them back. And then that way you, all you have to do is get yourself to the gate and get yourself back to your car. And that's it.
0: Yeah. I think that's a great tip. So, and we have never tried that, but we have largely switched to carry-ons if we can possibly stand it because Mm of all of those issues. And it is, like you said, super nice to just you don't even you just bypass the luggage carousel and go on about your way rather than waiting for eons for it to hopefully show up. But um, oh, we yeah. haven't had any any major trouble with lost luggage or anything. Knock on wood. But um, but I've even seen just you know in the last year just giant lines to even check your bag. That's one where I was like, okay, I'm I'm just gonna do carry on. I don't want to wait in a there was a two hour line at some point in Orlando to check a bag on Southwest. Crazy. Oh
1: yeah.
0: Um. All right. So let's, I know you love to go to Las Vegas. Mm-hmm. You guys go, how often do you go?
1: Uh, probably eight to 10 times a year <laughs> for a weekend, like long weekends. We're not like, you know, living there. Like, it's not like I'm just living there for a whole week. Um, Like we just got back from 4th of July. We're going back in August and we just planned our um, two trips in September, two final trips in October. And then we'll take November off and we'll go once during December so we love to go but we go most during the summer we go about every the, like, six is weeks super in the hot? winter say what is it insanely hot and I think
0: I've oh yeah. once in July and I was like they oh,
1: fourth me. of July weekend one day we were at the pool and it was 113 degrees so you just, basically you get in the water and then all that you do is you sit there all day with your head out of the water. And like, we just look like little turtles <laughs> everywhere. Yeah.
0: Well, one thing that's good about Vegas is if you're walking around that so many of every, everything is so connected, you yeah. can kind of stay in air conditioning for a good yeah. bit of where you're going. But, um, so I just thought I'd ask if, you know, what, a, do you have a, I'm sure you have a favorite place that you like to stay. A hotel or
1: we stay at the four seasons it's literally so if you go to the mandalay bay the four seasons has their own property it's the top five floors of the mandalay bay oh. they bought it years and years ago and they remodeled it and made it into the four seasons so that's pretty much where we stay before that we were staying at the delano at mandalay bay stay there. nice really like that Yes. It's a great quiet hotel. All my friends, that's where they like to say, we started staying at Four Seasons a couple years ago. We just, we love that property. We love the Four Seasons family. They take really good care of us, all the things. Um, And then before that we stayed at the Venetian. So we stayed at the Venetian for like 10 years running and then um, ended up leaving them because our favorite pool is at Mandalay Bay. They have a, um, they have a pool called Marea, which is like a DJ pool. kind of like a day club but it's not like for the kids for Mm -hmm. like you know where they splash and do the rave music and stuff it's more just 40 year olds with a drink listening to 90s (laughs) hip-hop it's a little bit more (laughs) Mm low-key yeah we loved the is it Delano is that how you said it Uh uh-huh that's how I say it but I'm pretty sure I butcher everything with my southern accent so (laughs)
0: But yeah, well, I liked about that. It was super quiet, but it was, you had access to all the Mandalay Bay amenities because they do have some amazing like pools and the Lazy River and what they have a beach and right. Oh yeah. Um, all kinds of stuff. Everything. Yeah. So it's like, you got access to everything, but you got to kind of tuck away in a little bit more of a boutique quiet hotel.
1: Yeah, so. it's very, um, it's modern and it's like the casino's not attached to it. And so it's quieter, but it's got like a real- I would just call it like a sexy lounge vibe to it too. There, think People with their families stay there, but it's, it's not like your typical hotel where there's just like people everywhere walking around and, you know, looking for something. So, yeah. So do you have any good tips to
0: share about Las Vegas for people who might be planning a trip there?
1: Yeah. So if you go to Vegas, go to a store, get plenty of water for your room I will tell you what is so expensive about Vegas. It's the little things. Mm. Like when you want to water, you're going to pay $5. Like just think about the prices and the airport are what Vegas charges. So if, if you don't like paying a lot of money for a candy bar or a bag of <laughs> chips or whatever, then like on your way in, like cabs will do it. They will stop at it. There's a Whole Foods down the strip. There's plenty of places where you can go to a store and just get some basics for your room so that you have water. um, Like, and I will say this too, there's really good food in Vegas, but if you want to save money, I don't know why I'm like, I decided to come on and be your like, you know, extreme couponing of Vegas. (laughs) my, My listeners love it, so. (laughs) Well, one thing I would do is like, get like breakfast foods and stuff, like pick your poison for the meals you're going to want to eat because it's really hard to eat cheap in Vegas. Um, I probably, the other thing is just drink more water than you think you need Mm -hmm. bring the world's most comfortable shoes. Just because something looks close doesn't mean it is (laughs) everything is like 10 to 20 minutes further than you think it is visually everything is. Um, if you like to run going out in the morning, like for a long walk or run on the strip is fun, like between like six and about, like, I would say like five 30 to about eight in the morning, you like the strip is a lot more open. There's not as many people out. So if you want to like grab some pictures and do things like that, Mm -hmm. you can, it's also cooler in the um, summer. And you also get to see hilarity because it about six, seven in the morning, you get to see all the kids who are now just going home to bed. (laughs) It's always, it's very fun to see the, the variety of elements. like the runners meet the clubbers at 6am in Vegas.
0: So Mm -hmm. I always,
1: I love going out early in the morning and doing that. So, Mm -hmm. and always great people watching in Vegas for sure. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. (laughs) Just pull up a bar stool somewhere and just watch, like go to a, like, I always like the little free nightclubs and we just sit and we just watch and we just wait for people. who's like, oh yeah, it's been 30 years since they've been anywhere. They're having the time of their life right now.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like of all the places that we traveled to, like my kids put Vegas at the top of their list. They think that was just one of their most fun trips ever. You know, mm-hmm. there is so much, and there's so many, I think so many free things to do there. I mean, even for families, I mean, just to go through the hotels and they all have different cool things you can check out it's entertaining in itself even if you don't go to watch shows or gamble you know
1: oh yeah it's a sight I mean every time we take somebody for the first time they're literally amazed it's like I can't believe a building can be this big and I can't believe they can do this in the building and you know there's just um like you said there's a lot of really good free like just walking around is really extraordinary in Vegas Mm -hmm. yeah absolutely
0: Okay, so let's dive into a little bit about, since your um, expertise is weight loss and um, and and all that, how do we, when traveling, you know, this is a long time question, but it it is notoriously difficult to eat well and stay on some kind of whatever your eating plan is, you know, while you're traveling. So do you have any good tips for how to keep that on track while you're like, because we travel probably six times a year and a lot of our families do that. Or more. Um, so they really are out and about a lot and with kids too. So.
1: yeah, well, I think the first thing that I teach my clients is number one, it depends on how much you travel. I, a lot of times just sound like, look, if you're traveling, no one has a weight problem because they take a couple of vacations each year and eat whatever they want. Like, right. like let's not judge 52 weeks on the two weeks. So always mm-hmm. just remember there's nothing that you're going to do on vacation That's going to do long-term like damage to your goals or your progress. People freak out when they go on vacation, they come home and they're like, oh my gosh, I gained like seven pounds. No one's eating seven pounds worth of food. I've like, and I, and I work with binge eaters and they're not even eating seven pounds worth of food. People really don't understand how much when you're out of routine, Your body's going to hold a lot of water. If you eat different foods, your body's going to hold more water. Half of us don't poop well while we're on vacation. So you're coming back and you're weighing like travel trauma to your body. Like I needed to swell up, hold water because, you know, you were, you know, stomping around flights will make you gain at least two pounds all on their own. It takes a few days for your body to release it. So the first thing I always tell people is, you know, if we're talking about a vacation, and you rarely go on vacation and stuff, I don't know that I'd try to lose weight while I'm on vacation. I'd probably just go giving myself the freedom. to like, I'm going to make some decent choices. I'll like, I won't just eat like a butt the whole time I'm there, but like, I'm going to enjoy some stuff and I'm yeah. going to come back, get back into routine. And I always tell my clients, if the scale will freak you out, don't wait for a couple of weeks, just come home knowing you're going to get back into routine and then do that then weigh, and then you're probably getting the reality and you'll probably weigh exactly the same in two weeks. I mean, I just, I know this from my own experience from traveling so much. Now, if you travel a lot, like I do, you do yeah. then it can't, you know, like if I'm traveling 20 something weeks of the year, I can't say, well, I rarely go. Now we're talking 50% of the year is on the road. Yes. One of the things I do bring those snacks so that I'm not just having to eat chips or whatever. I always have some kind of an alternative for me. If I'm traveling, I'm always looking ahead, like what meals, like where do I know we're going out to eat? Like, what are the sure things that I can research ahead of time? And I just make some decisions ahead of time. So I I call it vacation protocol or traveling protocol. If I am going to, um, let's say, go to Vegas with my husband, a lot of time my protocol is we always go to this one restaurant for breakfast. It's called Veranda at the Four Seasons. I order the egg white frittata and I get a side of fruit and I drink coffee. And I'm just like, that's just what I'm going to eat. I don't need French toast every day. You know, it's not a big deal, but then I'll know that I'm going to drink. And so I will tell myself I'm going to drink between this time. And at this time, all drinking stops. These are the kinds of drinks I'm going to have. These are the kinds of drinks. I'm like, it's a no, you know, I don't need those. So I just try to also tell people when you're on vacation, how many decisions ahead of time can you make and don't make them from making yourself miserable. Always go in with, this is the scale I like to use. On a scale of one to four, one meaning there's no way in heck I would ever do it. Four being, I will knock it out of the park. Look at what your plan is for vacation and decide on a scale of one to four, where am I? If you're a three or better, you're good to go. That means you have a plan that you think you can do, that you feel pretty good, that even if you're stressed or tired or whatever, you could still follow through. If you're Mm -hmm. a one or two. You're likely making a plan that you think you should be eating or you have to eat or you're making a plan based in, oh, my God, if I lost weight, I'd feel terrible or I gained weight, I'd feel terrible about myself. We want to make changes to get you to a three or four because weight loss is more about how often can you be deliberate? You can have your own back. You can make decisions from your best self. You can give yourself um, doable plans like most of us when we have gained weight. It's because we've stopped paying attention to everything. And we're just reacting with food all the time. When we're planning ahead and planning for fun, plus we're planning for our goals, you have better outcomes. So I just always teach my people, just decide, are you okay with gaining a little weight on this vacation? If you are, let's make a re-entry plan. And so mm-hmm. then that's the last thing is I always, I always come home with a re-entry plan, which is um, for some people that means, I'm going to have a grocery list. I'm going to go to the store and I am going to, that's the first thing I do. I don't like, I used to go to the grocery store before I would even go home. Like with my suitcases, I was just like, <laughs> I'm going to hit the store. Cause we ain't got nothing to eat and I don't want to be ordering yeah. pizza. Yeah. Then now I just order a shift. So one of the things that like, if you see me in an airport or whatever, I'm ma- making the shift yeah. list and I'm having it all delivered. I have also done um those done for you meal services. Like there's several of them out there you, now. You like can, Hello Fresh, that's what we do. Uh-huh. Well, not Hello, like the ones that are all cooked for you.
0: Um, um okay, for, yeah. There's no, like Hello factor
1: somebody. Cook. There's like all kinds out there. Yeah. Every now and then I'll just order those and they'll just deliver them on the like, you know, the day that I'm arriving and they do them in ice packs so I don't have to worry about, you know, them ruining. My yeah. son's here, he can bring them in most of the time. So it's just thinking through like how can I make it easy on the trip? And how can I make it easy when I get home to just get back into routine?
0: Yeah, I love that. I think that's a great tip. Like along those lines, I always try to like wash our sheets before we leave. So I'm helping future me when we arrive, we'll yes. arrive home to clean sheets that no one has slept in, you know, exactly. and fresh towels or whatever. So I think that's a great idea. I love it. Um, okay. I also wanted to ask you um, just about mindset when it comes to travel, because you're Uh, certainly an expert at um, mindset in all areas. So do you have any advice on maintaining a healthy mindset when travel doesn't go as we expect it to, or we, you know, expect our travel to be just perfect, you know, when it just is not going to be just um, what advice would you have to people as you're heading out
1: on a trip? Um, I think the first thing is just knowing that if things don't go the way you thought they would, it's very normal to be frustrated. I think a lot of times we add an extra layer of frustration. It's like, not only am I mad that this isn't going the way that I want it to, but now I'm like mad at myself for being mad. (laughs) It's like, it's normal that when our brains, the way they're wired is they love certainty. And when suddenly things aren't the way they're supposed to be, our brain is supposed to flip out a little bit. It's supposed to be like, this is a problem. This is a big problem. And let me tell you all the ways that it's a problem. So just knowing that your brain is probably going to freak out is always helpful. Because when I know my brain's freaking out, then I can say like, all right, what is not so bad about this? Like what is like a lot of times I over what this means, it's like, I'm going to miss this. And if I miss this, it means they're going to think that I'm, you know, blah, blah, blah. I just always try to calm down and be like, what are the facts that are actually happening here? You know, I'm going to be in this airport for two more hours. Do I want to spend it working, reading, or fuming? Like there are choices. It's like, and, and I'm just always a big believer. Like I, I like to give myself my five to 10 minutes of pity. I will text someone and just be like, it's so terrible. And then I just decide, like, God, do I want to spend the next amount of time living in frustration or what can I do? And I just like, it's either I find some work to do. I find like, I'll put it in some earbuds. I always have my earbuds with me. I'll catch up on a book. I will uh, just watch Instagram reels. I love Instagram reels. I'm like, when else do I have time to like sit and do nothing? Hardly ever. And that's usually what I also tell myself. It's like, I can just sit and do nothing. I rarely ever get that space. It may not be in the place I'd like to be doing it, but that doesn't mean that I, you know, like I can't do things that I normally would say, you shouldn't be doing that. You need to be doing something else. So I just, I think it's a lot of just managing your mind is deciding this sucks, but how, like, what do I have that I can control and how can I make the best of this situation? Like, I'm not supposed to love a big delay. Like, we're not supposed to just sit there and be like, this is great. right?" And I can't wait to sit with my kids for the next four hours and try to entertain them in the <laughs> airport. Like, that will just gaslight you. It's like, yeah, you're going to be upset. And we got to find something for the kids to do. But I don't need to make it worse on myself.
0: Right, right. Yeah, we, we were in Paris recently. And I booked this trip to the Loire Valley to see castles. And the tour guide showed up. And had never been to any of the castles. And so, (laughs) so, that's not much of a tour guide. (laughs) No, it sure isn't. You know, I was like, oh, he's going to be able to take us through these three castles and shows everything we need to know. And so I was was immediately like, fuming, what? You know, so I was Mm. like, okay, I just have to like salvage this thing. I'm looking at castles. I just have to appreciate, even though the guy doesn't know anything, I did a little research myself. I'm looking at beautiful castles in the water valley, like kind of the same thing. You're like, what can I salvage? out of this and focus yes. on enjoying in the midst of it, not going because
1: n- none of it ever goes the way, you know, my thing is when things don't go right, my number <laughs> one goal is to not make it worse on myself. I'm like, Cran, like it's normal to be upset about some stuff, but let's not make it any harder than it has to be with you. Like just talking for four hours about how unfair it is. It's <laughs> like <laughs> eventually no one in your life cares either, <laughs> you know? Yes. Yeah. I think that's great advice. Okay. All right. Um, anything else you want to share before we wrap up today? No, this is maybe the most interesting podcast I've ever been on though. Like seriously, I'm just Yay! like, yeah, I always have to talk about all the things about business and deep cuts and life lessons and all those others. stuff. I'm like, right. we didn't cry. We didn't have to do anything other than just chat about travel. This is amazing.
0: <laughs> yeah. Get you off your normal topics for a little bit. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. Um, can you share with
1: listeners where they can find you if they want to learn more about your programs? Yeah. If you are looking at weight loss, you can go to uh dot no com, and that'll kind of like get you into the whole like how I teach weight loss and all that kind of stuff. And then if you're interested in online business development, you can go to nobs dot ceo. And I can't recommend her
0: um, business membership anymore. It's definitely, she does an amazing job of sharing, I think very specific tactics and strategies, which is so helpful. Things that have worked for her businesses that you can then try um, with your own and see if you can take it and run with it as well. Um, I know I have gotten tons of value from it. So thanks, Corinne. All right. Um, well, that's a wrap for this week's show. Thanks for joining us today, Corinne and everyone. And I hope everyone has a great rest of your week. If you're ready to fly your family free forever.